0: Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope that you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. For our talk today, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and it's right there in my Bible. Got it? It's about three-quarters of the way through the Bible. Uh, It's going to be... Toward the end of your entire Bible, three-quarters of the way through the New Testament, you're also welcome to use your smartphone to look up Scripture and to get us started, uh, tell you a couple experiences that we had in the last days of caring for my mom. Some of you know that my mom passed away uh, in July of this year. Here's a picture of my mom, Um, Rosemary Pope. And so, we had the privilege of and responsibility to try to help take care of her in her very last days, and a couple things happened during those days that are, well, multiple things happened that were memorable, but I remember one morning as she uh, woke up and uh, uh, she said, uh, she'd been in, dead, in bed for a couple of days now, and she knew her time was coming and hospice was involved and all those things. She uh became aware one morning, and she said, am I in heaven? And uh, I said, no, Mom, you're still here. And she said, this plan is not working. (laughs) She she was ready. You know, just remember, there was only a couple of points where my mom was frustrated, but I remember going, who's in charge of this? What is not working? Because she had hoped that that would be the night that she would pass couple other experiences uh, similar to that it was after that frustration moment, so she was closer to death, and uh, she became aware, um, and uh, she said, am I in heaven? And her eyes were big, and she was looking up toward the ceiling, and we communicated to her, no, mom, you're still here, but we were pretty delicate with our communication, And she began to make comments about what she was seeing. And uh, we just tried to not get in the way. And she uh, said, uh, it's so beautiful. And her eyes were doing this thing. It's so beautiful. She also commented, commented, There are so many people. And then she said, I see dad. Uh, Speaking of her husband, Wayne, my father, who passed away some five years ago. Because we asked, we were interacting. Dad, like, your dad? No. Your dad, Wayne. So um, she also said that she saw Charles, which was her brother who died in a tragic traffic accident when he was 16 she uh, also reported two times she said there's a little girl who looks just like Trina who is my sister who is still alive so she didn't say there's Trina which didn't make no sense because Trina was right there she said there's a little girl who looks like Trina so we were like, and then later she said again, there's, she, she said, uh, she said, there's that little blonde girl, and We're like the little, the little blonde girl that looks like Truna. And so, uh, it was after that later, I was reminded that my mom had had a miscarriage, at least one when she was younger. And so all that, uh to give you a couple thoughts. Uh, The first thought was that it was an honor to be with my mom and try to help care for her. It wasn't always fun, it wasn't always easy, but it was honorable and it was a privilege to do that. And then the second thing is that I want to use that story to bring up a question for us all. How aware am I of eternity? Ask yourself that question. Am I feeling a little bit too loud or echoey this morning? I think I'm, am I feeling just a little too loud? No? Might want to check it just a little, just a tiny bit. Question again. How aware am I, maybe it's because I wanted to get louder. How aware am I (laughs) of eternity, folks? How you doing? Yeah, that sounds like more fun. How you doing at? Staying aware of eternity. How do you do with that? I know for me, it is way too easy for me to focus on the here and now stuff. There's a noise in one of our vehicles. You know how much time I was trying to figure, you know, it's one of those, I'm like, oh, no. What is that? Anybody ever had, don't you ever have vehicles with noises? Yeah, see, some of you are like, thanks for reminding me, pastor. <laughs> Stupid vehicle. You know, there's this motor noise thing or so many things that can, we can get consumed with. We can think so much about the here and now financial planning or financial tension or political messy things. And for you, it might be this semester's classes that are, that are hard or that prof or this exam. It could be something connected to, to social media life. I wonder how many times we get super consumed with here and now stuff that in eternity will matter not at all. Like, I only got nine nuggets in my 10-piece meal. (laughs) Come on now, anybody with me? And you get this little sliver thing, and you're like, "That's not a nugget. It's a, it's a sliver. It's not supposed to be a sliver meal. It's supposed to be a nugget." Oops, okay, never mind. You know what? You know, that'll blow our whole day. Or <laughs> sorry, this is not honey barbecue. Um, A couple other... You really got into the whole... Somebody was still just like the nugget thing. You need prayer about nuggets, don't you? It's way too important in your life, sissy. Okay. Um, I just called somebody sissy. Don't know why. I wonder in heaven... I wonder in heaven how many times... I don't know exactly how this works, thought processes in heaven... I wonder, there's a couple things that I think may happen, how often in heaven we would look back and think, I cannot believe during my earthly life I spent that much time thinking about that, regret, like regret, I cannot believe I made that a big deal, and the flip side would be, I cannot believe I didn't make that more of a big deal because it was an eternal thing. Just so we know, the Bible and the teachings of Jesus uh, really challenge us to think more long term. In John 6 27, Jesus said, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy. What the heck's a vermin? <laughs> It's a little, it, some, some translations say moth and rust. A vermin can also be like a little varmint that chews away at stuff and deteriorates. It's a mouse or something like that. Vermin. Moths and vermin destroy. Where thieves break in and steal, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. It goes on to say where moths and vermin don't destroy. Where thieves don't steal. In John 18, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. That's something to think about. And then in James chapter 5, big section, he says, now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail, side note, just so you know, in, in the world's economy, most of us listening today, most of us in the room are wealthy in the world's economy, okay? Not all of us maybe, but a lot of us. Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. How many of you are glad you're at church today? That's a fun verse, Pastor Mark. Can I go on a little side note? You, uh, they're corrosed, Because it says your, your gold and silver are corroded. They're corrosion. One new thought for me is hot gold and silver corrosion. You know why it gets corroded? It's because it's not used enough. It's, it just sits. If, if you're using your money for you and be generous, and if you're using it in the right way, chance, okay? Just a thought. It says, you have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. See, that's the problem. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. And I have emphasized there, if you can see it, you have lived on earth. That group of people, we would, potentially it can be us, we would, be, we would benefit by not just focusing all our attention on, on this Earth. That's the problem. You on earth we would be better by having a more eternal focus. So you can uh check out the title for the talk today. No, this title of the series is called Missing Pieces: Rediscovering the Essentials of Genuine Faith. And today we're gonna talk about eternal perspective, and we're gonna, I think, learn some things. From this 1 Corinthians 7 verse, I need to give you a little bit of context. The beginning of the chapter uh, is Paul responding to the Corinthians who are asking him some questions about life. So the first verse in the chapter says... Paul says, "Now for the matters you wrote about." So, in other words, they wrote some questions to Paul and say, "We got some questions about some stuff." And so, Paul writes the beginning in the chapter about sex and marriage and divorce and slavery and circumcision and just stuff that they're like, "How's we're supposed to do this life?" In verse 25, he goes to it says, "Now about virgins," and he says, "This was interesting." He says, "I have no command from the Lord," but he goes on to give an opinion. And a lot of this had to do with romantic relationships and those things. Um, but it's interesting to me, after 25 verses, he does—he kind of says, I don't have anything that I think God wants to say about this. He gives his opinion, which is kind of curious to me. Basically, I want to get to verse 29, where I think Paul shifts into this gear where in the midst of all this conversation about earthly things and marriage and all this stuff on this earth, he, he all of a sudden says, Hey, now, just can we shift gears? Just remember... This life is not all there is. Does that make sense? Like as a spiritual leader, as, a, as an apostle, as a teacher, probably prompt, prompted by the Lord says, okay, we've talked a lot about stuff that's on this earth. Let me just remind you of something. This does not last forever. And he says then in verse 29, these are the verses we'll focus on. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is That the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Wow. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. By the way, we're going to explore this. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them, for this world in its present form is passing away. Title of the talk is Seeing Beyond Eternal Perspective in a Temporary Time. And before we jump in, just want to pause. How are you doing with your eternal perspective? Think about that. How aware are you that this, is not, this life is not the only thing? Hopefully, we're going to become more aware because of this talk, and not just during the talk, but I'd love it if God would help us live with a more eternal perspective. So let me pray, and I'll give you a couple things to think about from the text. God, will you speak to us in such a way that not just this morning we would have a better perspective, but throughout our life, we would have a better perspective. You are our teacher. If I stand up here and talk without you, God, no benefit will come of it. But if you'll talk to us, it'll be really good. So talk, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Two things that I see from the text that will help us have a more eternal perspective. The first one is this. An eternal perspective requires reminding ourselves time is short, reminding ourselves time is short. In verse 29, Paul shifts gears in this teaching and says, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that, there it is, time is short. And I already talked a little bit about my interpretation of what may have been going on in Paul's life, where he's teaching and teaching, and then he kind of goes, wait, 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 wait. I've been, you know, we've talked 28 verses about this life and marriage and sex and relationships and this and that and this and that. And then it's like he interjects. Listen, don't remember, I mean, I'm sorry, remember, don't forget this is all gonna go away. Time is short, and it's it's all gonna go away, and it's probably gonna go away quicker than we think or want. Remind yourself of that. be reminded that this is not for this is this life is not forever. I just got the news I got one update. I got the news uh, about a week ago, just got an update on Friday late. Uh, an acquaintance of mine, for eight years, we were close, friends. Uh, doctors report he now has cancer in his liver and pancreas. Folks, that's the kind of uh, cancer that, even in the report, there is no medicine for this. A couple things happened when I got that report. Of course, first of all, I was stunned, sad, sad. Uh, decided I was going to be praying for him. But the other thing is it just reminded me we don't live forever. No, but nobody. This life comes to an end and oftentimes it comes to an end faster than what we want. Just prayed for someone the service before this one. And, uh, they lost someone a month ago in a traffic accident didn't expect that to happen psalm 90 10 says our days may come <laughs> our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures but just a side note 70 years or 80, some of you are not going to make it to 80. I'm not sure I'm going to make it to 80. Too much bacon. <laughs> Too many 10-piece nugget <laughs> packs. Okay. Just to be clear, you might make it to 80 if your strength endures. Not everybody makes it to 70, yeah, some of us, 70 might be pushing it, looking around. Got some work to do on that. Okay, never mind. Our days may come to 70 or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow for, here's the part I want to emphasize, they, gosh, this is so true, they quickly pass and we fly away. They go really fast. Now, some of you young people are thinking, nah, just wait, because it really does, It, it. you're like, nah, just wait. Job 8, 9, 8, verse 9 says, our days on earth are but a shadow. In James 4, 14, it asks the question, what is your life? And then, it's, and then it declares, it just tells you what your life is. It says, you are a mist. Look at that verse. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes, right? That's your life. And you're dead. <laughs> this section here, ready? This is your life. And you're going to get wet. Okay. Oh. Oh, that last a little. You may make it to 80. Oh, and then you're dead. Over here. <laughs> I was kidding. Did you see the drivel? Sorry, no hope for you. All right. (laughs) So anyway, there's your life. And this is kind of... But it goes, isn't it? It it just goes a lot faster than you think. Another illustration that I've heard people use, it's like eternity is this super long uh, measuring tape, right? That would go for... It's been around, and it would go forever. And then if we're really wise, we have an understanding that are 20 years or 40 years or 80 years or maybe, who knows, maybe you'll go a little long. It's just an inch, just a little, or it's not very long in the eternal scale. And so you can write this down. Oh, this could help us too. A healthy eternal perspective requires regular eternal reminders I'm going to spend just a second on that, just a moment on it. Reminders. If we're going to be wise, we will remind ourselves, we'll remind ourselves that this life is short and this is not all there is. When uh, my kids were little, there were several different experiences like this. One I especially remember, we had a, a garden, and there was a vermin eating our plants. It was a bunny. And uh, gave the bunny a little bit of chance to find another grocery store, but didn't, wasn't working out, and so I shot the bunny. <laughs> Somebody over here is like shot the bunny. And so some of you, you can, you know, we can pray for you afterwards because I just, you just found out that your pastor shot a bunny. So shot the bunny. While the bunny was dying, took my little one, four, five years old, walked over with, this, by the way, this was not happened to be, it was, it was an intention. I think, hey, come on, come here. and, And she was with me and she looked down and there was the bunny who, I'm grateful the bunny died very quickly, dead and I looked at her and I said, "Someday that'll be you." <laughs> I didn't do that. I did not. I didn't say that. some <laughs> ah, son of your! I am out of here. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I still remember. We took a little bit of time, and she was like, "What?" And this, the bunny's dead now. And we, we, because uh, the bunny was eating our stuff, and. And so we buried the bunny and took her through that process because you know one of the things that I did and with all of our kids. By the way, she she did not grow up and need counseling because of that experience. (laughs) You know what I would submit to you? She grew up and had an understanding that life is not this life is not forever and that death happens and that's and all that stuff. And um, that it was an intentional thing there was some teaching in that this was not something we did every week okay we're going to go kill something you're going to watch it die that was but every once in a while it is important for us to be reminded otherwise we live in some fairy tale dreamland and then when reality of life does come in we are not equipped to even deal with it and can i i'm about to go on a little tangent it's happening all over where we have not we have not lived enough in the reality of the shortness of life, so that when, when reality breaks in, which it is going to break in, and, and we, we're not equipped to deal with some of these things. I just had a conversation with someone in the last few months, and this is my interpretation, my, my, my understanding is that uh, an individual well into their 20s have never been to a funeral because their parents... Didn't want them to experience any of the, whatever their, it it may have been a good motive or a good hearted thing, but I would submit to you, we're setting people up for, to be ill-equipped to deal with real life. Because the Bible says, and the realities we'll all experience, this life is not forever. So let's live with the truth and help each other grow spiritual muscles to deal with it. Can I just do one more thing? I'm just going to pop a, pop a bubble here for some of you. Did you know that bunnies are not people? <laughs> Since I went ahead and told the Shot of Bunny story, just to be clear, folks, animals are creations of God, but they are not people. And we, now don't get too all excited about this, <laughs> Mr. Hunter. Um, no. <laughs> But it is true, and, and, and be aware we're living in a world that's getting out of ba- distorted about things. You are created in the image of God, folks, and although that we should honor creation, you're created in the image of God that makes you different than your puppy. I'm just telling you, there is a difference there, all right? And so every once in a while, it's just good to live in the reality of that. Jesus did not come to die on a cross for your dog. God bless Snoopy, but uh, that's just not the way it works. There's no indication of that, okay? Probably shouldn't have gone on that tangent, but blah, 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 blah. But I care about you, okay. Where are we? A healthy, eternal perspective. You can write this in. I don't think we've written this in yet. A health... Did we do this already? A health... uh, Well, what page am I? Oh, shot the bunny. Oh! And when it all happens, this life is over. Can I give you one more? My mom is not here with me today. Some of you are going to be like, wait, 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 yes, she is. My grandma told me. No, no, no. My mom died and has now transitioned into another place. It's a sweet thought. I still have memories of my mom. My mom is not here with me. She passed away and now she has moved into eternity, which is either one of two things. It's either heaven or it's hell, but she is not here on this earth anymore. Her life on this earth is Over, her spirit is not here, hanging around, patting me on the head when I do a good job. Whatever those things are, I'm just trying to get the reality in here. Let's look at a verse. Luke 16 gives us some insight into how eternity works. Uh, An assignment for you, take some time to read this. It tells the story of a rich, arguably selfish man and a poor man. The poor man is Lazarus, got a real name. The rich, selfish man ends up going to Hades or hell. The poor man goes to heaven. You can read all this in Luke 16. The rich man in hell somehow has a glimpse into heaven. And here's what happens. It says, in Hades, where he was in torment, torment, he looked up and saw Abraham, spiritual father from the Old Testament, saw Abraham in heaven far away with Lazarus, who's the poor man on this earth by his side. Do you see it? One's in hell, one's in heaven, in hell can look and see what heaven is like and is, cries out to a heavenly father, not God, but Abraham. Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. One important note, this is not a parable. There is no indication that this is a parable. Jesus, when he told parables, did not call people by name. Jesus is referring to, i am he is referring to a real thing that is happening or has happened. this That's why this is a great text if you want to know something about heaven, hell, separation, all that stuff. And in verse 26, by the way, send, send Lazarus to come and dip his feet because I'm in agony here. Abraham, long story short, says no. And it says in verse, 20, in verse 26, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that, that those who want to go from here to you cannot nor can anyone cross over from there to us. There's a lot in the text, but there's a point here to fill in regarding our topic. There are sections to our existence. This is this life, right? And then there'll be a new section, which will be eternal life. And then per our topic today, this one is really short. This is a real, this is really, it's gonna go really fast. So, to bring this into the room, sorry, I'm going too fast. You can write those things down. (laughs) To bring it into the room, here's the question Is my perspective lining up with reality? We will do well to try to know the truth, believe the truth. And by the way, if this idea of eternal perspective does have very practical implications to what we're doing during this life. Uh, early, earlier today, uh, I gave Haroldine Kepke a hug. Here's a picture of Haroldine. She's our oldest member of our church. And typically, whenever she comes, this was at the first service today. And whenever I see Haroldine in church, most times I make it happen. I say hi to Haroldine. I give Haroldine a hug, try to honor her for a moment. You know why I do that? One reason is because she's really sweet and she's really nice and it's real easy to be that way. But another reason is the Bible says that we should honor older women as mothers, younger women as sisters. And I do that because I know in eternity, God's looking how we live on this life because this life has an effect. When this life is overdone, we move to the next section. What we do now affects what happens there. So that's it. Eternal perspective makes me, helps me, Do right things today. It helps me give to eternal things. It helps me be kind to people. It makes me not go in and cuss out the chicken nugget people about chicken nuggets because I know that that doesn't make any sense. Does that make sense? Eternal perspective really affects our life. So we need to remind ourselves that time is short. One more thing, we're going to hit it. We need to rein in our worldly connections. Worldly connections. Reign them in. Don't be too attached to worldly connections. And there's this curious section in our text. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. What? <laughs> and this will make sense in a minute. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not those theirs to keep. That kind of a section. Now, um, by the way, I'm pretty sure that this is not telling us that marriage does not matter. And you need to going to give a word of encouragement. You should read your whole Bible. Because that way when you get a verse that is uh, that is short and a little confusing, you can weigh that verse against the entirety of scripture which like tells us to pay attention to marriage. But in this context, it's listing things that we could potentially spend too much time and attention with, and overvalue, even to the point of idolatry, did you know merit, none of our marriages should be an idol? Amen? Yeah, this is not supposed to be, we don't, we're only supposed to have one idol, and it's not supposed to be an idol, it's supposed to be God. And everything else, there is a perspective to not get overly too attached to it, because life is short and it can be gone. Okay? A great clarifying verse is, verse 31. It says, "Those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them." And we we'll want to take, hang with me. we're going to explore what does this engrossed in them look like? So here's the word let's see, in the new living translation, it says, that "We should not become attached to them." The word in the original language, which is Greek, is this funky-looking word. It means to hold fast, to hold back, to detain or restrain. It's this, this closed grip. And then at the end of the definition, it said to hold a ship. And I'm like, what is to hold a ship? So go with me, all right? Will you go with me? Yep. Just for a moment. Picture of a ship. It didn't say a boat. It said a ship. Here's the idea. If a ship comes into port, they take the big giant rope, right? And then they call to their shipmate, Ahoy! Arg, matey! Fa, fa. And it says, toss, toss me the giant ropus! And then they throw the giant ropus. And that's not what it's called, but it's something. And then the guy grabs it, or the girl, right? Here's one thing you would never do with the giant ropus. You would never, you would never, you like that, don't you? The giant ropus. It's what it means in the Greek. It's the giant... (laughs) You are having fun. Those who are happy as if they were not. You're just happy. Just go with it. Okay. You know what you would never do? This is just would be foolish. Would be to take the rope that's attached, attached to a ship and tie it around your waist. You would not overly attach yourself to it because it's connected to a ship and that ship could shift. And if you would right what wisdom would be you would if you would hold on to it but somewhat loosely. That would be wise. And the application for us, there are a lot of good things in our life, could be great things in our life, but we are not supposed to tie ourselves off to them because you shouldn't because they may be gone. They could also pull you in a direction that you're going to need to be flexible and just let that rope go through your hands a little bit. You can fill this in. When it comes to worldly connections, am I gripping any too tightly? That's a great question. Too tightly become, can become idolatry. And idolatry sets us up for failure because those things that we tie off to are not eternal. So I'm going to finish with a, a thought. Uh, it's an idea. It's a practice. If I'm doing well spiritually, I've been doing this for years, I practice the practice of releasing prayers. And it is for things that I cherish or that I like or that I enjoy or that are part of my life right now, I just every once in a while remind myself and I say, by the way, God, I, you can have this back if you want. Just recently, about two weeks ago, I was sitting, uh, we have a little cabin up in northern Michigan. We've had it for a few years now. Huge blessing in my life. I've had so many phenomenal times with God and with family and just some fun things that I like to do. Sit by a campfire and, you know, that stuff. And and I was up there by myself, I was working on a series, and I'm sitting there, and I was so grateful. I'm like, God, I can't believe I get to be here and have this campfire. And then I went, and by the way, Lord, if you take all this away, that's okay. I'll still, does that make sense? Because I believe it was a gift from God to us. But I just, every once in a while, I'll say, by the way, God, and just so I'm not getting too attached, if this is not what you want for the next five years, it's okay. You can have it back. Does that make sense? You can do that with material possessions, with people. I like my wife. But every once in a while, I still need to say, but by, by the way, God, She's not the most important thing. And if things go well or bad or whatever, I'm, I'm committed to you and I still hold on loosely. Does that make sense? Boy, it's a healthy, it's a healthy way to live. Last thought. When was the last time I released everything to God? Or When's the last time I released that thing that you're holding on too tightly? You're putting your hope in that thing. A better way is to live with an eternal perspective. Why don't you stand and we're going to close. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray that you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.